Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Discernment is an ex- principled, effective, experience-informed process for powerful decision-making. And if you're an athlete, for example, and you want to be a better basketball player, you might say, I'm going to work on my left-hand dribbles. I'm going to work on my rebounding or taking charges or my whatever it is. You break the game down into its component pieces. And if it's true that the quality of our decisions creates the quality of our life and the success of our business, then how do we intentionally work out to become a better decision maker? What are the things that we can acquire? What are the practices that we can engage in? What are the models of thought as we go through life and we accumulate things and have experiences? How do we turn these into models of thought for powerful decision making in our life? Because our batting average over time and our decisions just means means all makes all the difference in the lives that we lead and the impact that we make in other people's lives. Hi, this is Henneko. I'm so glad you took the time to stop by today in Jamaican parlance. Walk one. I'm glad to say a dial. This episode is sponsored by HennekeWatkinsporter.com as well as the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Now on HennekeWatkinsporter.com, you can visit us for blogs, resources, books, online podcast courses, podcasts, and more. If you are new to the Entrepreneur Lou podcast, be sure to check out past episodes with guests such as John Lee Dumas, Patrice Washington, Seth Godin, Richard Branson, Amy Porterfield, and a host of other game changers. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now, here's today's episode. It's not all hard to understand a person. It's only hard to listen without bias. Chris Jammy. Greetings, greetings, my peak performer. I really trust that you're staying safe in this particularly crazy time. I want to welcome you to episode 188 of The Entrepreneurial You Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Henneko Watkins-Porter. Now... My guest today is Jeff Dudan, and Jeff is a franchise executive with 25 years experience founding, building, operating, and ultimately exiting a national franchise brand, Advanza Clean. 
As a leading national restoration franchise, Advanta Clean became a strategic partner with St. Jude's Children's Hospital to support families in need when they need it most. In January of 2019, Advanta Clean was acquired by Home Franchise Concepts to create a combined network with over 1,700 franchise territories operating in 11,000 cities in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. After a successful sale and exit, Jeff set out to help others build sustainable businesses and franchise systems. Now, Jeff is a published author, Forbes contributor, speaker, and consultant to emerging brands. I'm excited, really super excited to have a really great conversation on how discernment make you a better leader and undercover boss perspective. Welcome, welcome, Jeff. Hanika, it's my pleasure and honor to be here with you today. Absolutely. Before we start our convo, if you could travel to Jamaica tomorrow, what's the first thing you would do? So I was in Jamaica in January this year. So it was the last place I went. And what did we do? We had such a nice time. We spent time on the beach and we spent time, uh, it was at a conference. So I, I would, uh, I'd like to go back when it's a little bit more, less business and more pleasure. What should I do? Absolutely. Well, make sure that you get some Akin saltfish and jerk pork and that kind of stuff. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right. So we're going to head right into our topic. So um, first of all, I want to hear about your entrepreneurial journey. How did it begin? I grew up in Chicago and got a football scholarship out to North Carolina at Appalachian State University. And when I showed up there, I really needed to find a way to make a living and survive over the summer because I wanted to stay there. So I started the painting business. And the first year we did a couple of houses and some small jobs. But at the end of that first summer, we acquired the contracts for student housing apartments. And the business really exploded. And we used a lot of the athletes that stayed there over the summer to paint. And uh, I, I did the business with a partner. And as we graduated, uh, a friend called us who used to paint with us in college who had gotten the restoration business and called us from South Florida, where a hurricane Andrew had struck South Florida and asked us if we could come down and, and help them uh, help the people of South Florida recover. So we did. And I cut my teeth in the restoration business. I started the business in 1994 up in central Florida with three partners came back to North Carolina in 95 and we grew the business to be a national slash we worked in the Caribbean a good bit actually international restoration company and then we ultimately franchised the business to the public in 2009 and uh, in by the time we exited the business in 2019 we had over 230 locations in 37 US states Oh, that is so amazing. Now, of course, franchising is one of my favorite business models, right? So you started in 1994 and then you actually, well, started business rather in um, 1994 and then you went into franchising in 2009. Now, how was that franchising business overall for you, that experience? How was it overall for you? It was a perfect solution to a problem that I had in my personal life, which was I didn't want to be on the road for my entire life traveling around with these following disasters and following projects around. So I thought to myself, how can I take what I've learned and teach it to others and create more value and more customers? And franchising was just the perfect model for that. So 
when we get our personal values and our personal objectives aligned with the business objectives and business values, then that's typically when things go well. So uh, for me, franchising was an incredible journey, and I continue to help other people on that same journey today. Fantastic. And that now leads me to one of the things that I'm really excited to talk, excited to talk to you about. And that is one of my favorite shows, Undercover Boss. <laughs> so I have actually binge watched a lot of those episodes and your episode for me was really quite interesting. Now I want to get, um, into a little of, you know, your specifics in, in, in terms of your episode. So how did you feel when Stephen recognized you when you went on the cover and your, your cover was blown? <laughs> when I saw Stephen, I thought that it would be a difficult uh, day for us to pull it off because I had spent time uh, with him at convention and I just I knew that it was going to be uh, a challenge but uh, but it was uh, it was it was it was great the the overall experience so when you when you're asked to do something like that what you realize very quickly is that you have no control over the outcome and you have to look at your organization and think about what are the opportunities that this is going to go poorly. What are the types of things that would be great for the brand? What are the things that are going to be bad for the brand? And also for your family, because we, we maintained a very low profile as a family. We were active in our community, youth sports. I have three children. And we sat down. The first decision was the family decision to say, you know, when we're, we, we're very personal. No one really knows what we do. We, we, um, and when, if we do the show and if we're selected, then everybody's going to know. And it could change things for you at school and it could change the way people look at you or, you know, who knows. Right. So but we uh, part of our family values is to, you know, fail fast and trust yourself to take chances. So for us, we just used our values to make the decision. And I also was very confident that our franchise owners in the Advantage Clean system were good people, that we honored every opportunity that the customers gave us to do a good job in the properties and that the while something can always go wrong because life and business is about probabilities, uh, there are no absolutes that I felt like we would uh, we would land in, in good situations and find people doing the right thing to the best of their ability. So we went for it and then we didn't see the show until America saw it with seven million other viewers because you don't get a pre-screening on it. So we had no idea how the show was going to come out and which episodes they were going to select and and that, but we were very fortunate. It was a great way to honor the the wonderful people of Advantage Clean and really showcase uh, our our company uh, on display for the rest of the country. Great. So, of course, Stephen recognized you first, but then in the end, we know that there's this big boss reveal. Now, tell me about that. You know, when everybody just recognized, oh, it's actually um, Jeff. You know, the CEO, the boss of the the company. Tell me about that boss reveal. It's very interesting. Because while the segments may only be a couple of minutes long on the television, maybe even a minute, uh, it feels like forever when you're filming it. And you, you pause and you, and you wait and you, uh, you see what, uh, what people's reactions are going to be. And ultimately, the first reaction is, is a lot of fun and, and it's very powerful. And then as you start to walk through the different uh, reviewing what happened on the show and the different ways that 
you show that you listened to them because of what you're going to do to help them and what you think they need. Uh, we try to be very, very thoughtful and, and highly empathetic about the situations that people were in and really did the best of our ability. And I had a small couple, a small team with me, and we really worked hard to come up with what we thought would be just the right things to help the people for the situations they were in. And, and then when you land it the right way with them, it's, it's powerful. Yeah, you know what I, I want to get, um, and this perhaps is a final question regarding, um, you know, undercover boss, because of course we want to talk about discernment. But what I like, and it gets me every time, doesn't matter how many episodes I've watched, is the emotions that come out at the end of it, you know, when, um, you know, they're so excited because they recognize that. Have you said you've listened to them and now you're going to bring some solutions to help them? So that emotion, I know, you know, um, particularly I don't know which, which guy it was that hugged you so many times, right? Um, from being, right. Yeah, so being on the receiving end of, you know, that gratitude and, and, and gratefulness. How does it feel, Jeff? It's amazing. And I'm, you know, I'm, if you, if we ever meet in person, I'm a bit of a big bear, but I, I cry easy. And it was, and just thinking about, but, you know, you have to tell yourself in these situations, uh, whether it's public speaking or, or, or something like this, you have to, that doesn't help anybody. So I did my best to keep my emotions in check because I was really excited to, uh, to, first reveal the situation and to, to give these people these things because givers gain. And, you know, when you're, you're helping people and you're giving them things it it feels good. Uh, so it was very emotional from our perspective. And, and I really, I really appreciated the reaction that we got from everybody. It was, it was very heartfelt and, and it was really a great episode overall. It couldn't have gone better for us. And it was, something that was a catalyst for our brand and for my career personally as well. You know, it's just something random that I picked from the show and I thought it was so hilarious when you said that sometimes a customer's number two is your number one <laughs> priority. <laughs> All right. That so is- yeah, it's, it's a good um, time now for us to move on and talk a little bit about discernment and, and how it can help you to, you know, become a better leader. First of all, though, what is discernment? Discernment is an ex- principled, effective, experience-informed process for powerful decision-making. And if you're an athlete, for example, and you want to be a better basketball player, you might say, I'm going to work on my left-hand dribbles. I'm going to work on my rebounding or taking charges or my f- whatever it is. You break the game down into its component pieces. And if it's true that our life, uh, the quality of our decisions creates the quality of our life and the success of our business, then how do we intentionally work out to become a better decision maker? What are the things that we can acquire? What are the practices that we can engage in? What are the models of thought as we go through life and we accumulate things and have experiences? How do we turn these into models of thought for powerful decision making in our life? Because our batting average over time and our decisions just means means all makes all the difference in in the lives that we lead and the impact that we make in other people's lives. So what discernment is really about is my view of the fundamentals of how to grow yourself and how to think about that in terms of how it impacts your ability to make great decisions, be around the right people, 
uh, use your fundamentals, your values as a tool, uh, all of those things. So it's it's really my personal view, looking back over my career and my life, using stories and examples over that time to share how what are the resources that I called on to make these decisions and then how did it work out and why? Mm-hmm. And so in terms of that gut feeling and that intuition, um, for some persons who perhaps uh, discernment may be too much of a spiritual word for them, would you say it's the same thing? Oh, I absolutely would. So our, you know, our gut feeling is really, if you look at the, at the book Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, it, it, our gut feeling is, is based on things that we've experienced or accumulated subconsciously over our lifetime. And it's just this, this reaction, this really gut reaction of, of what do I think is likely to happen? How, how, what's my initial reaction to this? And sometimes we, we can't even uh, cognitively understand why we're feeling that way until we unpack it a little bit. But we also need to, in those moments, have things that we can intentionally draw upon. So that we can say, all right, well, maybe I'm feeling that way, but why, why am I feeling that way? What are, what are my beliefs around this topic? What are some of my fundamentals? What are my values? What are my must-haves? And what are things that I absolutely won't tolerate? Because that's what my values really are. And you start to work around this situation or scenario and inform it with all these different points. And it helps you arrive at a decision. And at the end of the day, there's you never know 100% how things are going to shake out. You we the greatest business builders in the world make mistakes all the time and make miscalculations and you can inform your decisions with data and that's critically important it's a great practice but only to a point because if there's people involved there's always going to be some level of variation uh, what the outcomes are going to be. So Jeff are leaders born or are they made? Well, that's a great question. I would say both. Some people have a natural bent for leadership. And I can look at uh, my children and you know who your children are when they're a very young age. Some of it has to do with birth order. So that would say born. Uh, Some of it has to do with the nurturing that they get and what's poured into them as they're growing up. Some of it has to do with what they learn in school. And and then the other has to do with whatever taking whatever it is that they've been given, whatever it is they've experienced that was outside of their control. And then what do they do with it from what's inside their control? How do they sharpen what they have through education? Uh, You know, we are programmable as people. You know, I believe that if you wanted to change your life tomorrow, that you could make a different decision today and commit to it and you would have a different life tomorrow. Now, it might take time to have that change make full effect, but we do have a say in what happens to us. So uh, if you're if you're not born a leader or if you come from a place that you weren't exposed to leadership or leadership thinking or maybe you didn't have as many opportunities as somebody else. There's people that come from those situations all the time that become outstanding leaders because they made a decision to do so. Mm-hmm. So then, it, and, and a follow-up question to that is discernment in it, or you can actually learn discernment? Yeah, it is something to be trained. Okay. All right. Great. So similarly, with the aspect of leadership that um, can be developed 
and as well as the aspect of discernment that can also be, um, you know, be trained. How can you leverage that to become a better leader? As we go through life and as we go through business, we have to accumulate the lessons that we've learned along the way so that we can inform future decisions with past learning. And it could be that you have learned that you need to incorporate more data into your decisions. It could be that you need to incorporate more diversity in thinking or people into your decision making. It could be that you make decisions too fast or too slow. Think about the word wisdom. Picture somebody that you perceive is wise or has wisdom. You know, how old are they? Typically, most people will tell you that it's somebody that's more advanced in age. Uh, maybe they have a little gray hair or something where they've accumulated knowledge over time and then they've become accustomed to articulating it at the right time in the right situation. And really what that's all about is your ability to build these models of thinking around situations and scenarios and you knowing uh, how to test your, your thinking against things that you've learned in life and then hopefully to come up with the best decision and ultimately nothing happens until you act. I want to ask you as we were about to wrap before you actually give us your content details and how might my community get in touch with you. As you give your final thoughts on this subject, discernment and, you know, leadership, two actually of my favorite subjects, one on the matter of spirituality and one, of course, on, as it relates to leadership. And it's so good to, when I saw the topic and thought, how, how good a combination. Now, what would be your final thoughts on this topic, Jeff? My final thoughts are that we have the ability to decide what is best for us and that working on a decision-making process and incorporating that into our lives and thinking about decisions that didn't go so well will identify the holes in your thinking and will point you in the direction of the things that you need to work on. So my encouragement for entrepreneurs is to start because your discernment will be informed by your experiences. So the more experiences that you have, the more adventures that you have, the more things that you put yourself out there to do are constantly going to be informing your experience. There's a saying in manufacturing uh, process that you really can't fix anything until there's volume running through the system because you can't see what's broken. So I just encourage people to act. I encourage people to make a bold declaration about what they want out of their life, to, to have a positive vision uh, for themselves, be extrospective and, and see yourself from outside of your mind's eye and see, you know, what, what would you like to see in yourself? And then to go for it. Uh, life is short and there's a lot of people out there that, that always need help. And there's a lot of things out there that need to get done. So I just encourage people to, if they want to be considered wise and they want to have the ability to be effective in their own lives and to be impactful in other people's lives, to have experiences and uh, keep track of those and always consider how those experiences are playing into your, to your decisions and how those decisions impacted your path. Sounds really good. Of course, I want to hear how might my community get in touch with you. But I also, I think you have a new book coming out or is, is it launched already? Yeah, so the book is called Discernment. 
and it is the Business Athletes Regimen for a Great Life Through Better Decisions. It's available on Amazon. We have an audiobook out. We have an ebook out. So you can find it. Just go to Amazon and just look up Jeff Duden, D-U-D-A-N, Discernment. Uh, you can also find me on jeffduden.com, which is we have a podcast there. So we have some incredible, thoughtful podcasts on jeffduden.com. That's J-E-F-F-D-U-D-A-N.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or email me directly at jeff at duden.me. Oh, thank you so much, Jeff Duden. It's such such a pleasure talking with you. And it, you know, and even more so, like I really do enjoy all my guests because I'm very purposeful and intentional about, you know, the guests that I have on the show. But um, it, it, it's so exciting to actually speak to you too from the perspective of, you know, somebody who has been featured in one of the shows that I've been watching as an entrepreneur, um, watching for a long time. So I really, really appreciate talking with you, Jeff. And I wish you all the best on your onward journey. Well, thank you so much. You asked incredible, thoughtful, intentional questions, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that as well. And thank you, my people, former, for tuning in to this episode with Jeff Dudon. I totally look forward to connecting with you next week. In the meantime, connect with me for all things podcasting, whether it's books, coaching, online courses, etc., by visiting com. Send me a WhatsApp from my homepage and I will answer you directly. Now, I want to leave this week's point of hope with you. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 46 verse 10. What good 